We have with us today Trevor De Giorgio, who is the Chief Legal Officer for GreenTube and also the Managing Director for the Malta Office. Welcome to the Executive Interviewer Series. Thanks for welcoming us to your nice premises. Thank you, Quentin, and thank you, Sigma, for the opportunity as well. And um, appreciate also the, the opportunity to speak today. You've been with GreenTube for several, several years now. Um, the company is involved in both land-based uh, with Novomatic and uh, online as well with, with GreenTube. Uh, walk us through the company and its growth on an international level. So GreenTube, um, I joined GreenTube back in June 2010 and I've been here for over 10 and a half years. Um, GreenTube at the time was a small operation, mainly skill games supply at the time. And we had two B2B licenses here in Malta and a small B2C operation because at the time B2B and B2C could coexist. Um, and I joined at the time. The company was not even 100 employees all over. So two main offices in, uh, in Vienna and here in Malta. I was employee number six in, in Malta. Um, and now the company, I would say, has almost 500 employees spread across many different jurisdictions. So Vienna, the head office. Then we have a strong presence on the island over here. We've, we're 62 individuals. And I'm proud to say that out of those first six, um, we still have four individuals who are with the company. Oh, that's positive. So there's myself, there's John Browning, there's Grace Abela, who's actually employee number one, and Nikki, uh, Nikki Samud. So four out of six are still actually with the company. So it looks like that the environment is very well. The environment, the environment is very positive. So Green, Green Tube, um, we like to call, we like to call Green Tube a family. Uh, we are there for each other in the good and in the bad. And uh, it's another reason why we have such um, retention and such employee loyalty. The company itself, I joined in June, and Novomatic acquired the first 70% at the end of August of that year. So you can literally say it was a baptism of fire because um, we had, it was my first experience in an M&A situation, and it was actually somebody buying us. But it was um, an interesting time and I learned a lot. But I also built contacts within the Novomatic group, which up to this very day, 10 and a half years later, those same people I dealt with at Novomatic are still there. And um, that also helps why the company, it's also a sign the company is strong in employee retention, but it's also a good thing because links you've built 10 and a half years ago still exist today, so it's quicker. What are, the, what are the responsibilities of the Malta office? The Malta office has um, quite a few responsibilities. So we have different teams, which either, which usually act as support with the Vienna office, which is the main office, and um, now also with the UK office in Nottingham. So we have a Green Tube UK with around another 50 to 60 employees, and we're setting up in Serbia as well. But the Malta office is responsible for, we have a very strong finance team, we have payments team, we have a risk and fraud team, we have compliance team, we have AML, customer support, the hub is over here. So the hub of customer okay. support agencies here. 
We have a marketing and affiliate team. We have an integrations team, which is technical. And we also have a NOC team, a NOC team, Night Operations Center, which um, is monitoring the, um, the night operations of YouTube um, and making sure that everything is progressing smoothly. The, the main reason that we have such a structure over here is, and this is where uh, Maltese employment law helps us, is that our employment law allows us these sort of shifts and it makes us work in a better and fashion. And this adapt to? Uh, we have 62 people right now 62. over here. And looking up for any growth? In, yes, in no, the no, future? there is a lot of growth planned for 2021. And, and that is during, for the Malt office? This is for the Malt office, but also GreenTube in general shall continue growing. Um, COVID presented its challenges. You, Quinton, you walked in here. You counted how many out of the 62 employees? We're five today in the office. Um, COVID has presented a challenge where now it's been almost a year that some of us haven't seen each other. It's not easy, um, but the company is growing and the employees see this. And we keep the employees updated. So once a month, this happens but centrally through Vienna, we have what are called as town hall meetings. And in those town hall meetings, we, um, we explain the company's performance. We give the reasons why we're taking certain decisions so that the employees don't feel as employees, but they're also partners in how things are being decided and they are aware of what is going on. Which are your best performing games and land base? Well, uh, online, it's more online. So we land-based, they would be Novomatic, Novomatic titles, Novomatic machines. We have a bit of a land-based project, which we will hopefully announce in the coming weeks. Um, but at this stage, Green Tube is there are two main strands. There is the conv conv uh, converting Novomatic land-based titles into the online world. And also, we are now developing very strongly um, our own content. So, an example of Novomatic content has for been converted. Too, right? Yes. Okay. So, Novomatic games converted to online. I, I can't, I mean, it's hard not to uh, state the importance of Book of Ra, Lucky Lady, Lucky Lady Charm, Dolphin's Pearl. Very, very um, uh, high performing games, which are loved, um, especially in the German market. Um, on a land-based side, and hopefully soon they will be very successfully launched on the online side in Germany, as we announced um, late last year. We're currently working on that project, and we hopefully we will, well, imminently, we will announce um, the, the launch of the project. So we have that aspect, and then we have games like, for example, Mighty Elephants, which is our own um, um, creation, which has a linked product um, across a number of different slots which we have created, and uh, it's proving to be very successful in some of the markets that we operate in. Let's turn uh, over to Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> um, very much involved in a little bit of everything, particularly sports, um, basketball. I was. To, uh, I was. On to I used now. to play. I used to play basketball. You had so. a knee injury. Am I right? I had a knee injury. It's every now and again it flares up. Um, so I used to play basketball. Um, I stopped when I was 33 because I became vice president of the association. And um, my good friend Paul Sultana had become president. 
and it was uh, uh, an exciting time because we had overhauled the association. I had rewritten um, statutes, player registration rules, and it was fun. And a lot of the groundwork laid in that, at that time. Today we see the fruition of it at Intaali. Then, a few years later, I started running with um, Meliha um, Athletic Mac uh, Meliha Athletics Club, and um, I joined them because I used to play. In part, I used to play for Meliha basketball uh, in, uh, in the last few years of my career, and I had quite a few good friends over there. So I became what is known as a Macer, and. Uh, Last year, this time last year, um, two very good friends of mine, Bernard and, and Robert, convinced me to take the plunge literally in the sea with a wetsuit, <laughs> end of January. And I loved, I fell in love with, with, the, with the sea. Um, it's a fantastic feeling of freedom, of liberty. I have no phone, I have no connection to the world. And... It's not a short swim. I, I like the long distance. So you're doing three, four, five, six kilometer swims, which is anything between an hour to two hours in the water. And it's, you're, you're alone. You're, you're, uh, and your teammates with Robert, with Bernard, because you're not going to go for such a long You were also a little bit or still involved in the political world. Um, I was involved till 2017. I then decided to take uh, quite a few steps back. Um, September things changed and I'm actually back a bit on the media myself um, speaking either on behalf of, of the, the on behalf of the Nationalist Party or at um, uh, TV debates within the your time management must be <laughs> very very good right now right now, right now it feels like I'm not coping um, uh, the one good thing which COVID brought about is I didn't need to travel because um, I'm responsible for quite a number of subsidiaries within the group. So um, I've helped set up GreenTube Gym, GreenTube Alderney. Malta has grown the way it has, but I regularly need to travel because of work, apart from the fact that I have part of my team in Malta, but I have another big part in, in Vienna. So I regularly travel to Vienna in order to spend time with my team. In fact, in 10 days, I head up again to the Vienna office. And you can imagine traveling at these times, Quentin, is, is not the easiest, easiest of tasks. Uh, from a personal point, point of view, um, uh, how do you see the uh, industry maturing in Malta? As in, uh, we have a reality where uh, chief executive officers are now growing, growing, uh, and obviously they start planning their own family, children, even the environment, how uh, and and the level of entertaining entertainment. So it's quite it's quite a, a particular situation that we are now experiencing, given giving also that the uh, industry itself is maturing. Quinton used the key word maturing. The industry is maturing on this island. Long gone are the days of, um, well, even due to COVID, but it had already started, of um, gaming employees going to Parcheville and, and the, drinking themselves to oblivion. Um, that, that Those days have gone. And instead, we're seeing a more mature industry, um, which has its own challenges. We've also seen those young employees who have um, grown on the island over here now they have families and now they face a different set of problems um, one of the biggest problems we have right now for 
for experts is where do they send their children to school? There is, there is if you speak to gaming employees. International schools are, in, are limited. International yeah. schools are very limited and the local schools are, let's say, quite full with um, Maltese children and also there are some foreigners. So there is a question of space regarding education system. There is also quite a few of these um, expat uh, uh, foreigners who, who live on the island and work on the island and contribute to the island um, complain a lot about the environment and the lack of space, that the outdoor space that they have in order to enjoy the environment. In, in summer, yes, we have the beaches, but again, pre-COVID, but they used to be quite overcrowded. And even this summer, I went a couple of times to, to Meliha. The beaches were quite busy. So we have issues of education. We have issues of um, the environment. And also there is transport, which COVID has changed things. And, some, and now it's been almost a year. But before that, there used to be a lot of complaints on the amount of time spent in traffic. So, uh, from the, how how do you see that Malta needs to react for these uh, sea level CC level uh, issues or concerns by sea level executives? We need to we need to invest more in the education system in in not just making sure that we have places in schools for the children of these of not just the sea levels, of any employee on the island. But we also need to start producing, um, let's call them techies. We need to produce more IT people who can work on, because you don't just graduate as an IT uh, in IT and you're ready for the gaming world because there are several different aspects involved in our job. And um, we need to produce more because it's, it's not easy to find the right people over here on that level. You can find lawyers, you can find accountants, you can find customer support agents, you can find people for compliance. You can, you can find those jobs. But in reality, tech is at the heart of the gaming industry. So we should also get those jobs here. In a recent comment on our channel, um, on one of our channels, um, you thanked us for recommending uh, you among the top eight uh, picks for the MGA CEO role. Uh, but you made it clear that you were not interested. Um, even much further that you you were still looking at uh, keeping up your role in, in, no, in, at GreenTube. I am, I am very happy here. Um, I'm very happy at GreenTube. I've seen um, I've seen GreenTube grow. I've helped it grow. I mean, from two licenses. We in, in, in Malta, we have licenses now. Malta, Italy, Spain, Belgium, Romania, um, UK, Alderney, Jib, um, New Jersey, which, which is something we're very proud of. So, yes, I'm happy here. It doesn't mean that I, I didn't appreciate being... Could it be that the role of CEO for the Malta Gaming Authority is not enticing enough? Maybe I was at the MGA before I joined GreenTube. So GreenTube actually took me from the MGA. So I was actually poached during a, a gaming show during ICE. Um, and it was, it was at the time GreenTube had a CEO. Um, his name was Eberhardt. And he, he taught me a lot. Even our 
current COO, general manager, Georg Ubo, and our CEO, Thomas Graf, they have taught me a lot over these past few years. So I've been lucky to have learned from some of the best people in the industry. I consider as some of the best people in the industry. I consider GreenTube as my family. And I have no intention of walking away, especially right now, because we have so many interesting projects. It doesn't mean that I don't find the job enticing. I have my own set of ideas of what I'd like to do. Uh, okay, so let's just look at in, into MGA. Um, how do you see the role of, of the authority evolving? Uh, being that um, there are more states across Europe that they are issuing their own uh, national licensing. So the, we, we unfortunately have the reality of a fragmented approach here in Europe. So, and it's the same in the States. So in Europe, we're 20, we were 28, now we're 27 member states. In America, it's 50 states. And um, so I draw a parallel there with a fragmented approach. Does this reduce the value of Malta and its license? I disagree. Whoever makes that argument to me, I tell them, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Why? Because Malta has always placed itself as, as a hub. It's your base of operations. Um, and the evidence of that also comes from the fact that when um, UK chose Brexit, unfortunately, I think it was a big mistake, but when UK chose Brexit, um, Gibraltar suffered and lost some of its base of operations, which actually moved here. 365 is one of the best examples. They moved, they're moving a lot of jobs onto the island over here. Um, and so Malta as a hub, its value is there. But to keep that value, we go back to the previous points I've mentioned. We need to make sure that companies can attract foreign talent and you attract them with education, because most of them now have children. We've grown, we've matured, so we have our own kids. Education, infrastructure, and the environment. Um, which new markets outside Europe um, uh, are more, most enticing for, uh, for GreenTube at this uh, point in time? At this point in time, we're, we're focusing on, on uh, developing in the States with um, one license in hand and let's say some others in the pipeline eventually. Um, so that is very interesting. GreenTube is already in the suds, um, in South America um, by supplying content to, to some operators over there. So we're very active in the Colombian market and, um, but there are other jurisdictions over there opening up. So, so where do you see GreenTube in the next five, 10 years? Um, uh, looking up into any emerging tech? Technology. We we have a very we hope to announce soon um, um, a project which will which will merge um, green tubes talents with novomatics talents. Mm. I'll leave it at that, and um, that would be a very very um, strong strong announcement from us. Um, but if you don't evolve, you're gonna die. And green tea, if, if there's one thing that it's been capable of doing, especially these past few years, is we evolve, we change with um, the developments in the market, the developments in the product. Um, just two days ago, we announced that we acquired um, an esports gaming company 
we have delved a bit into the cryptocurrency with the use of um, a, a specific coin which we're using on our social um, platforms. So we are evolving, we are constantly trying new things. And um, what I say is watch the space because GreenTube is going to carry on doing what it's always done. On a final note, which are um, the most significant challenges that Malta is facing and needs to address, address and invest in in the months ahead? Reputation, reputation, reputation. Unfortunately, that is an issue. Reputation has taken a hit and we see it because we are regulated in other jurisdictions and we do get questions. GreenTube, you have a Maltese entity. What's going on over there? Um, what's going on in Malta? And I regularly have to brief. So reputation is an issue. And with that, it brings other problems. The banking, the banking sector is a huge problem. Trying to, to open an account on the island for gaming companies, especially startups, is a huge nightmare. And if you don't have that bank account, you have a problem. And what, we are, what is going on right now is it's a chain. So the reputation has put a hit on the banking institutions. Because of that, gaming companies are not allowed to open accounts, which makes you think twice about delving or investing into the gaming sector. And that kills um, startups. It kills innovation because those are the, the startups are the disruptors to the business, to the industry usually, and those drive innovation. And we're seeing that one thing leads eventually to everything else. So that, there is that which is an area of concern. And we are all waiting for the Manival report to see what will the outcome be. Trevor, thanks for joining us thank this you. morning. Uh, thank you for your time and thank you for watching.